0: you now tuned in to the gumtown podcast i'm your boy doug b we ain't got nothing to talk about but we got something to talk about let's go people good people good people welcome back to the gumtown podcast episode 51 i'm your boy doug b if you tuned in to this podcast thank you for your time and your attention i really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot today's guest she is the founder and owner of Cami's creations i'm looking forward to this conversation and i'm sure you all will be inspired by her story let's give a warm gumtown round of applause for Kamisha coleman (laughs) camisha how's it going
1: going great how are you
0: glad to hear that all is well on my end too first things first thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me a few minutes i really appreciate
1: it of course i appreciate your asking thank you so much
0: yes ma'am of course we're here to talk about Cami's creations but before we go there let's get to know the woman behind the brand what's your story
1: Well, I am a 38-year-old wife and mother of, it was three. Um, I had an older son who passed away, but I have two children, both um, 13 and 10, a boy and a girl. Um, I'm from Nebraska. (laughs) Everybody's always like, "Um, okay, (laughs) Nebraska, no problem. (laughs) But I moved here. My mom was military. So I've been here since about the 10th grade. I went to J.D.,
0: Okay. Right. Okay. Awesome. Came from Nebraska, and um, sorry for your loss of your your child, and uh, I um definitely um commend your strength to keep moving on and doing what you've been doing, uh, especially in the business and things of that nature. And uh, so you say you come from a military background. Okay.
1: Yeah, my mom's military. She's retired military. I think, my, and my aunt is military, so been around that lifestyle for a long time. Got to travel to a lot of places.
0: Okay. What's the most um well aside from Montgomery, what's the most interesting place you've lived? <laughs>
1: Guam. I lived in Guam for like three years, and I think I would go back now. I want to take my kids back. It was the best place, especially good like food influence for me of um just being overseas. And I'm a water baby, so getting to go to the beach, it was a great place to live.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, so before we get into what you got going on at Cameron's Creations, I'm curious to know what got you into cooking. When did you first develop? this passion for cooking?
1: I think when I really sat down, I've always cooked, like I've always had people come over and want to have little dinners or, you know, have big parties for my kids. But it really wasn't until my son passed away in 2016 that I said, OK, I'm realizing truly how life, you know, is just very short and you don't want to just be doing the day to day routine. What is it that I really love to do? And, and I just kept coming back to baking and cooking. So that's when I um, entered into culinary school in 2018, when I really decided was I went to culinary school and I went to Escoffier and I graduated in Colorado. And from there, I just always been a very artsy and kind of creative person. So to be able to put that on a plate and, get people's feedback on what i was cooking or what i was baking it was really like almost like a high you know and it's therapeutic for me to be able to do that so i think the loss of my son i'm going to say is the big number one goal that said okay what is it what you you can do for the rest of your life and let's just do it and that's what i've been doing
0: nice so you went to culinary art school and so you official official i love to hear it that's yeah. That's yes. dope. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. So what all do you have going on over there at Cambridge Creations, products and services-wise? What you got going on?
1: Well, products, I'm really – um right now I focus on – because I've kind of got like a divide, it's personal chef services and also a home baking business. A lot of my things that take place like at home at my office are – Um, baking cakes and cupcakes and doing any events that people have. But I also, a lot of people don't know, I go out and provide personal chef services, meal prepping for people at their home. So I'm not a caterer, but caterers, you know, have their own building and can cook the food from that one location and bring it to you. But I just create that personal experience for parties or meal prep to go to um, people's homes and, you know, cook whatever they need for their family or as an individual. So that's been those two aspects of it. But I'm now trying to get into what I felt like was a big hindrance for me is when I would be in the hospital with my son and I would be spending one hundred dollars a day on chappies or, you know, and I really didn't have the money back in the day to really do that. So it felt like I was racking up debt. But i right now working on behind the scenes, just trying to find ways to get meals to parents of special needs children um, for free like if they're stuck in a hospital and all that, so they're not having to spend money or, you know, going outside of what they're able to, um, to spend.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I trust me. Eating out definitely adds up. So it's (laughs) hundred dollars a day at Chappie's. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I won't. I won't say anything good or bad about Chappies. I'm indifferent, but hundred hundred dollars is outrageous. But it's yeah. it's very possible.
1: <laughs> I mean, but it was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast. I mean, you know, you get your free hospital meal while you're there, and that's cool. But when you're just sitting there, and I and I feel like again, that's a, another aspect of it too that somebody could go into is just the mental aspect of it i didn't realize how much i was eating when i was there so you also want to eat better while you're sitting in a hospital or even if you're traveling i've been to birmingham a thousand times to go to the hospital up there if you're traveling back and forth um you know you just want to have good nutrition in your body you know
0: yes ma'am now i definitely understand wholeheartedly so in terms of the cooking services that you provide so you do all type of events weddings and all of that
1: Um, weddings, birthday parties, as long as I can cook on site, I can just about do anything. And like I said, you know, that is people get it mixed up a lot of big difference between being a caterer and a personal chef is caterers can literally take anything because they don't have to worry about where they are. But I have to kind of have a full kitchen wherever I go so I can do any event, baby showers, birthday parties. I've done a few of those Um, weddings, anything as long as I can cook on site.
0: Okay, now that's nice. So let me ask you this: In terms of you being a personal chef and had having gone through culinary art school, when you dine out these days, are you a are you a, a harsh critic when you go to a restaurant and the food is bad? Like, do you send it back or do you give them some grace?
1: Um, I, I give grace, but I just can't, won't return. Let me tell you, who is the biggest critic? My children. I didn't realize that I was breeding bougie children because <laughs> I'm like, they're like, Mm-mm, this shrimp's not clean. They're, you know, I'm like you guys, like, okay, just don't eat it. They're like, no, you have to send it back. So they make me send things back but I'm not personally sending anything back.
0: Wow. Hey, see see what you've done. You set the bar so high for right. your kids, so they know what time it right. is when they get a bad dish. I love it. <laughs> you
1: no, know, there's days that I'm like, wait, what happened to asking for McDonald's? Like, it's kabuki and all this other stuff now, and I'm like, okay, y'all got have creative, expensive taste now for them, so. I
0: love it. <laughs> So whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform like yourself, I like to couple three things, the aha moment, action and audacity. So your aha moment to go into business for yourself. I know it surrounded what happened with your son, uh, the unfortunate passion of your son. Was there anything else that went into like what sparked that idea to turn your love for cooking into a business?
1: Um, I'm going to say actually aha, really, truly aha moment. I was sitting in church one day and I just kept thinking of all the things that I was like missing out on. And it was just like, like you know, stuff with my kids, or, or even me personally. Like it wasn't even until those years that I really learned about self care. So I was like, wait a minute. If I'm not working for anybody, and I can just create my own schedule, and I can do, the, you know, A, B, and C, why am I not just doing it? Like, what am I afraid of? So I was sitting in church, and and I just, I mean, I felt it, and it was just like, okay. The next day, you better get everything that you need to get because in a month or so, you're going to be, you know, doing your own thing. And it literally fell in that order. Like, so I feel like that was, you know, the aha moment, like stop, you know, step out, don't be fearful, trust God and and everything that you know, you can do, just do it. Like, don't think about it. Just do it.
0: Well, I love to hear it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Because as human yeah. beings, we have a natural ability to overthink. So,
1: mm-hmm. So, Talk herself out
0: of it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So the, you pretty much answered my next question. I was going to ask, how long did it take you to get started from the time you had the aha moment to get started in business? You said it took. You said the next day you got to
1: it. Yeah, like the next day. I like I was on Vista Print, printing, printing <laughs> the <a> logo, <laughs> uh, and business cards. I went to the um, you know, get my business license, and and to me, when I had that aha moment, it was like, okay, commission. But don't mess it up. Like, don't pay your taxes. Do whatever you have to do to be as legit as you can be. You know what I'm saying? Just be legit. A legit business. Do that, and that's the next day. I I did it. So you figure Sunday? That was Monday. I was in the um in the business office. That was June 5th,
0: 2019. Wow, that's amazing. Talking about knowing what you wanted and going to get it. Like, and yeah. To your point, I commend you for doing it because most people don't. Don't jump right out there. We sit around and we start anticipating. We start thinking and overthinking and never get started. So one day from the time you got the idea, you took action. So my last portion, which is the audacity portion, I'm curious to know who or what gave you the audacity to step out there and get started.
1: Um, I'm going to say my husband backed me on leaving my job. If that makes sense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, we were at a two income <laughs> household, <laughs> To basically go down to one and just be trusting that, wait, I know that she's gonna go get her, she's gonna get the money. To me, for somebody to put that much trust in you and know that she's gonna get it no matter what, you know, we're not gonna be without. And I've always told him, I've always said, as long as we do our part, God will take care of the rest. And that's just the model that I went off. So, me leaving my job, I always was just say, I'm gonna do my part, I'm gonna do what He told me to do, and He'll take care of the rest. So, for Him to trust me on that, I feel like that was a big um, thing. And, and my children, because my son all of the every day is like, you know, you are the best chef. And for somebody to give you those words and him be so young, give you those words. And it it just inspires you to be like, OK, I, I, I can be the best, even if my best is only to you. I can be the best, you know. So I I'd say my husband and my children.
0: I love it. Nothing like a good family, solid good family unit. And you got to. Yeah husband in your corner he believed in you like that's really all you need a lot of times just yeah. somebody to believe in you so love to hear things like that so take take me through the life of a, a full-time entrepreneur not having to hit the clock what is that like from, a, from an emotional standpoint is it exciting is it scary like what is it like being a full-time entrepreneur
1: um I, I talk to people about this a lot because i don't want people to think like it is the easiest thing it's not like you're still It's still active income. I still have to turn on my oven to get the money. So it really is. I have to be like discipline myself. And sometimes you fall out of it. So it's draining, you know, um, something comes up and you've got to alter your schedule, just like if you are at a normal um, job. But now it's you. That's the boss that has to take care of whatever the repercussions are for that. So I love it. It's my passion. I I, I don't want to stop doing it. But there are days where it is just like, okay, what did I get into? This is a lot. Um, and I really have to just buckle down and just stay disciplined. So whether it's planning out my day to be like, OK, Mondays are the grocery shop day. Wednesdays, I start prepping for cakes. Tuesdays, I'm taking um, checking all my emails. You know, that's the that's the thing of just being disciplined and, and staying on top of everything because you are the everything. There is no H.R., no, you know, no boss, no anything um, to help you along unless you have that. But for me right now, it's just me.
0: Nice. I love it. Now that's a great breakdown. So in terms of you leaving your job and things of that nature, when you got ready to come out of the nine to five world and embrace full-time entrepreneurship, was your last nine to five supervisor supportive of that or you didn't necessarily tell them what you were doing?
1: Oh, they knew. Yeah, they, they definitely knew. And at that time I worked on the base and (laughs) my boss was trying to find every way to make me stay. (laughs) And, um, Other bosses saying, you know, this is your time to go ahead and do it. They were going to they were going to have a lot of changes anyway. So it was just like confirmation, like, okay, I know I was a good employee for you, but I got to be a better business person for myself. You know, you can always make everybody else the money. And that's cool, because every job I've had, I've been a very good employee. That's not being cocky. I just go in, go do my job and do what I'm supposed to. But for them to even say, okay, we know that you could do it for yourself, too, was cool.
0: Nice, and that's good stuff. That yeah, like you definitely have a good impression. They were trying to keep you there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. also the fact that they gave you best wishes. I love to hear those type of stories because a lot of times people leave those those nine to five. It can go one or two ways. They can they can doubt you or they can support you. It sounds like they supported you, and that's good stuff.
1: Right. Yes.
0: So in terms of your um your gift as being a culinary artist, what would you say was the first dish you mastered? cooking in terms of not needing to measure anything or use a timer um
1: i make a mean salmon dish like (laughs) don't don't really i mean a lot of people ask for it too sometimes i get tired of cooking it but uh a lot of people like a good salmon with a roast potato and either like an asparagus or you know some kind of greenery like as easy as it is it is really quick you can mess up salmon really quickly so (laughs) it's salmon and um, we like we like we really love a lot of like um, noodle based dishes like Cajun dishes and things like that so those things I don't even go in there and measure we're just like okay whatever it is and there's been days where all right mom it's too spicy but we still gonna eat it you know but you know okay just dial back but salmon (laughs) definitely I don't have to salmon and any kind of like alfredo or Cajun dish like that I don't have to even think about that
0: good stuff good stuff so Camus Creation, doing some great things. You've done some great things. I know great things are coming down the pipeline, which leads into my next portion, the vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals for the business?
1: Um, short-term right now, and actually, what I've been thinking about this whole week is just, you know, how you can have so many ideas and you want your business to just do so many things. I really just want to break down as you're asking me, okay, what am I going to be doing in the next three to six months into the end of the year, which to me I feel like is narrowing down what products I'm actually going to consistently have and then, um, you know, ex- execute that. Just this past weekend, I did a tasting box and I'm going to try to do one once a month. Um, and I hope maybe that will turn into maybe a subscription box because I feel like I don't want to be the person who's making cakes every day. I've never, I did that and I didn't like it. It made me feel like I was taking away from the joy of it. But I do love being a part of whatever the occasion is. Like, I remember the birthdays. I remember the anniversaries. I remember, you know, I remember those things. So that's my short-term. Long-term goal for Camus Creations is to open up a private kitchen for other business owners to be able to utilize who can't afford to have their own brick and mortar or who may just want to run a food truck to kind of have like a commissary kitchen or ghost kitchen for them.
0: Nice. Those are some great goals, both short-term and long-term. And have no doubt that all those are coming to fruition. So, yes, ma'am. So, as we wind down to the end of the podcast, I want to ask a million dollar question. I started this podcast because I wanted to highlight the greatness coming out of the city of Montgomery. Whether you're from here or lived here for a significant portion of your life, you've been here since you were in 10th grade, correct? Yes. I'm curious to know what's the most, what do you appreciate the most about the city of Montgomery?
1: like the culture really like when I drive around especially downtown and I just can see all the culture regardless of the race like when I can see everything that's happened for the history of Montgomery that in itself to me you can apply that to food you can apply that to to anything that you're doing you know your podcast for photography anything so I just love the culture of Montgomery, uh, and when we actually really come together, like everybody comes together and celebrates that, I love. I love that about Montgomery.
0: Yes, ma'am. Definitely a, a rich history here, and um, glad the city has embraced you and made you feel feel uh, feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, how can the people connect with you, Kamisha? What are your social media handles and
1: website? All right. Um, either on Instagram or Facebook at Cammies Creations 3. That's K-A-M-I-S-K-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S 3. Get the number three, the number three in there um, just on those. And then I also have a website, dot um, 3com And that is where on Contact Us, you can hit Contact Us and you can um, it'll send me a little information sheet if you ever want to book or even just ask a question. I get back in 24 to 48 hours.
0: Yes, ma'am. And of course, I'll put all of that information in the description of the episode. Hey, Kamisha, thanks again for this conversation. I really appreciate
1: you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, ma'am. Good people, that concludes another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. We gone, but before we leave, remember, be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.